Well, welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I'm joined by Allison Oconi, our community care pastor. Almost didn't do the heart. You went for the wave. Um, Brian Cobley, our students director. That's great. That looks good. And um, Cliff Tatamar, our interim pastor and our <laughs> and our speaker from Sunday. Cliff, you started off our new series called Family Values, and uh, the first let's br- let's break down our little uh, <laughs> our, our infrastructure here. We have family values internally. We refer to our family values as legs, which is the acronym of family values. So if you ever hear us say legs or family values are the exact same thing. We just have a quicker way to refer to them on staff as legs. So you started off the first leg of legs, which is living invitationally. Yes, live invitationally, Um, yes. Was this one that you were excited for? I know that you said last week when Brian had preached that you felt like his sermon was a really good way to get us into it. Was this something where you were like, ah, cool. The legwork is wow. I need to stop with wow, the legwork. <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional. <laughs> oh, oh that was not fun. intentional. I'm Man, sorry. you should become a preacher, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. The prior work had been done for you, right? So yes. <laughs> did yeah. you feel like cool? I don't have to do a lot of setup now. I can just go right into the the meat and potatoes of this message. Well, yeah, it did kind of change how I chose to do it because rather than taking somebody that exemplified that as, as, as what's really is what Brian did the week before that yeah. was uh, it allowed me to go, okay, so if that's the case, then how should we do that? Yeah. So just, it kind of just tweaked the focus a little bit of, um, of, of the message mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe more than a little bit because it kind of yeah. changed the direction to come at it, which and, is kind of yeah. neat because it says that in the future, as we continue to talk about these values for Arbor, there's a, there are a lot of different ways to approach something like live invitationally. Yeah. Um, for listeners who took a week off last week, Brian, what was what was your sermon about, and where was it uh, heading that ultimately gave a good intro to this week's sermon? Yeah, I just wanted one ask the question: Why did you take the week off when I preached? Um, <laughs> I didn't, but I listeners feel like, may have. You know what? I feel like uh, if that was you, and you're watching right now, or listening, or listening. Pause this. And go back last week. Wow. Um, could you still give us some background? <laughs> For people who don't yeah. have great memory, <laughs> yeah. how yeah. about yeah. that they watched yeah. it, but yeah. they forgot what you talked yeah. about? I mean, let's, let's just be honest. You just you just asked me right before we got started what the scripture was, and it took me a minute to remember the scripture from Sunday. So uh, yeah. there may be people that yeah, the week no. before that yeah. didn't saying. realize that there is a time yep. when you might be with Jesus, and there's a time when you need to show up. Yeah. Uh, like okay. Jesus. It was ending somewhere with Jesus, and yeah. it was a, there was a time to spend with Jesus, and there's a time to be like Jesus uh, yeah. in other people's lives. And I talked about uh, the guy named Don in my life who really showed up in a time that was uh, very important to me and helped me and mm. just invited me into his life. And yeah. through that, just I got to see a man who loved Jesus and Jesus loved him. And yeah. when I was trying to be something, he really taught me that I can just be myself. Mm. Oh, in that neat, sweet summary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Good yeah. job. Thanks. <laughs> and I think when we first talked about about this series, that's and I and I knew I was going to be doing the first one. That's what I was think where I was thinking of going. How do you invite somebody into your life? 
how do you share it honestly and openly with them? Yeah. How how can you teach them in that process and acknowledge where you make mistakes and let them see you as you really are, but just really loving Jesus, all that kind of stuff. And um, which is really foundational to doing that. But really, that's a lot of what Brian talked about there. So, and that's why I said, hey, this is really almost like a two-part thing for Live Invitationally. If you haven't listened to that, in spite of what Brian said, do go back and listen to it because <laughs> right. it kind of yeah. sets it up. I think it would be important for us also just to recap what our family values. Like if somebody's yeah. searching on the interwebs mm-hmm. and <laughs> they type in family values, what they might expect is that we're talking about like how to be a great husband, wife, child, like family, like what's important yeah. to the family. But in actuality, this is more akin to like how churches approach membership. And we yeah. don't do like a membership class here. We don't do membership, um, like signing up on the dotted line kind of thing. We -hmm. just say, if you're part of Arbor church, there are some things that we see in you that identify you as, as ours. (laughs) Like we did try to do a tree signing one time. Yeah. We're not going to talk about past mistakes. <laughs> so, but actually what, what I think actually it's a really good clarification, Allison, because we're not yeah. talking about the nuclear family. Right. We're talking yeah. about the church family. Mm-hmm. Church family. Yes. Specific to Arbor, we've, yeah. we've decided there are five things that people exemplify. It's like a, <clears throat> a DNA. Like if you did 23 yeah. and me yeah. on Arbor family members, what things would you see in their 23 yeah. and me report? These love, are the things. I love the metaphor that you use because throughout this whole time that we've been planning this series, all I've been thinking about is a live, laugh, and love plaque. Like in somebody's yeah. house. Yep. <laughs> Just going to a Hobby Lobby and finding your family mm-hmm. values to hang up on your wall. That's all I've been thinking about throughout well, this whole setting, building this series. Yeah. And well, if you see one that says legs, you buy that yeah. and run yes. it through. Make sure, run the receipt Make sure yeah. it has two G's. Yeah. Um, yeah. But going back to what Allison said, not only is it in lieu of like a membership class and talking about, you know, how you would identify a wild arborite in the wild. <laughs> um, but the litmus test we talked about for this series was, does it make you a better Christ follower? And does it identify you? If it's If it's just give 10% to Arbor, you know, what good is that for your own life versus is this going to bring you closer to Jesus? Mm -hmm. And is it what we want to identify ourselves as a church family as? So that was kind of the balance that we struck was it's about a deeper relationship with Jesus while also being a part of the family. Yeah. Now, if I'm listening right now or watching, I guess I'm thinking, what are the other ones? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's hop so into it. Run, th- to, yeah. run through them. Let's yeah. do it. Let's let's start with Brian. What's the first? Yeah, I mean, we you could also go back and watch the podcast where we talked about all of them. No, we are not requiring extra what's work. The first, what's the first one? First one is live invitationally. Second one is engage consistently. I'm hoping the next one is um, grow yep. spiritually. Yep. And the next one is give generously. Yep. And Hayden, what's the last one? Oh, serve sacrificially. That's right. right. And there are the legs. Yeah. With two G's. Yeah. <laughs> two yeah. G's. And, and actually, you- these things also uh, transfer. There's transferable learning. It's not just yeah. for our own church walls. People yeah. f- see 
their active Christian life growing with these five mm-hmm. things. So, and, and what's what's fascinating is Ellis and I were talking this morning about um, a couple of people that uh, are engaged in the church and everything, and and she said, "Man, that 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 lady, she's got legs," and you know, and, and we have fun with that. <laughs> we have a lot of fun with that. But what she shorthand, really right, right, yeah, <laughs> and it, it's just shorthand to say these values are yep. evident in her life. And uh, I think yeah. it's a great way to be able to refer to people and, and just and with it, as you said, the arborites in the wild got legs, you know. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that in the lobby? Like, man, you, you got legs. Well, we're saying it on a podcast you, anyway. <laughs> you better be careful about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, great legs. It, it's okay if if we just uh, peel peel the onion back and just say, did we choose live invitationally? for a reason as the first one or was it for the acronym because i really i can't remember it's been so long was there a reason why we started with live invitationally yeah um there was it it was really as we talked about it and um that was the first one that came up yeah as as this is the first evidence of uh of a christ follower of someone who is actively engaged in in uh, yeah. being what what god calls us to be and I and now that you say that, kind of sparks some more thought of one of the things that has really stuck around from Arbor when it was planted to Arbor where it's at now is the the phrase relational ministry. I feel like that's yeah. still something that we talk about. Yeah. And, and the family values was around before too. We we yeah. only changed one letter when we as this should we staff, keep that a mystery? The yeah. letter which keep one was changed? Oh yeah, yeah. let's do let's do yeah. that. There yeah. there there's one that had a. Uh, makeover. Yep. Just yes. one. Yeah. There's a, there is there is a ten dollar gift certificate to Goodwill if uh, if someone who is listening or the watching it right now you can get a Goodwill for ten dollars. It's pretty impressive. You can get like ten you shirts. Could, you could live invitation. That's like that. that old game show that Hayden yeah. was trying to get me to watch with the go through the supermarket and just oh well. CJ and Amanda know the name of it but I can't remember. Um, speaking of CJ and Amanda, let's talk about Amanda for a second. She wrote in a question. Um, and her question is this, what does living invitationally look like for the Arbor family? So I think this is more of the, let's get down to the nitty gritty examples of, of what it means to live invitationally. So whoever wants to take a stab at it. So I think what it means first is that they need to invite the uh, pastor over to their home for a well-cooked, um, like Chateaubriand. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And or you, can, staff, you can order stuff in too, though. They I mean, could. They could awesome. if they wanted yeah. to go. The, they could order from Daniel's Boiler it, or something. If they order know. it, I mean, that covers a lot of legs. Yeah. Because limitationally, Ooh. that's giving generously and serving sacrificially, right? There you right. go. Yeah. There can you go. Grow spiritually that way? There you go. I think you Prayer. can. I think Pray you before can. the meal? Yeah. 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 Oh, and man. make it a weekly weekly meal and, and some that's of the engaged greatest conversations in the new testament or, with jesus yeah, was over good. a meal wow but so bread. amanda i think what it means is honestly is opening up your life uh in a way that allows other people to come into it and to see jesus in the way you are living your life out and um that's that's it that is a sacrifice yeah it really is and i think we we can't pretend it's not it, it's but it's what christ calls us to do Mm-hmm. And that's investing in other people's lives. I think something that's ironic about Amanda's question is, Amanda, I see her living this out already. Completely. She invites others 
along. So um, I don't know if it's one of the strength finder things like includer, but kind of if you're going to go and do something, you invite others to participate with you. So when she, she loves Arbor, she's invested here at Arbor and she invites people with her, like Ashley and Nathan are here because yeah. of her invitation. She, she, I'll give her two and a half. Uh, she is Ashley's brother. Uh, no, Pete Lawrence. Oh, she invited him. So, but I been I was trying so hard to get Pete to be on our leadership team, and then when Amanda joined, she was like, you know, she hangs out with Pete and CJ all the time. That she kind of forced. She closed the deal. Yeah. So it was. Awesome. Yeah, she's a closer. She's a but, closer. Uh, so two and a half. I'll give her two and yeah. a half yeah. of uh, people that she got to help out in the student ministry team, and those three people have right. just made our ministry significantly better. Yep. Yeah. And I also think of one of the, the, those of you who also want to join our amazing student leadership team, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that we do is when somebody ever asks, hey, like, I'm interested, the first thing I say is just come check it out. Just before you, before you like, commit, just come t- look at the youth group, talk to the leaders, talk to the students, figure out, is this a... And you could almost do that for any ministry yeah. we have here, right? Yeah. As a taste and see or a come and see. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it, um, so people who invite along into, of course, the Sunday experience yeah. here into Arbor life. Um, but it also would be like, Hey, I'm serving over in the kids ministry. Want to come and help with me? Or, Hey, yeah. I'm doing the dunk tank at the kid day. Do you want to come and help me? Like, let's do that. So it can be Arbor specific or it can be like, I'm joining a group. Do you want to do it with me? So it's like that bring with kind of thing. But I think, uh, Cliff, you explored more the like lifestyle, like come in to my lifestyle, not just into my church home, but like come into my own my home. home. Yeah. 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 I think two examples I can give is, you know, when, when we were looking for a place to get away without it costing us anything as a staff so that we could just, was Lori and Colin offering us their home yeah. uh, and just inviting us in and, and her saying, this is just make yourself at home and here's everything at. And it, that's the way that uh, I, that the home I grew up in, my mom was so much that way that you never knew who was going to be there when you got there, but you, it, you were never surprised that there were plenty of extra people there mm-hmm. because people were always being invited yeah. in and, and just kind of invited in and allowed to hang out. Cliff, I yeah. think those are just your siblings. There were so many. Of there them. were so many of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who grew up in a family like that too, and she just said she never had her own baked potato. That always like it had to be divided up by how many people were at the oh my table gosh. that night, and it was like she never got her own baked potato. Wow! <laughs> so. Wow! Isn't that interesting? Yeah, <laughs> I remember my mom saying, I, "I'm going that." We, she also found out we were having another family come, and the family had six kids unexpected because we had two other families there. And I said, and she says, Oh, well, that'll be interesting. And I said, why? She says, well, we don't have enough food right now. I'll just put some more water in the soup. Wow. And, uh, and I think we've got, I can, I can come up with some more bread and okay. It just kind of works for everybody. Yeah. You know, you just, that's letting people into your life. And, and there's, and there's a cost there, Yes, there is. but there, but that's, man, that's when, when we, you see Jesus show up and do, amazing things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, one more question from Amanda, but I'm going to hold oh. it towards the end of the podcast. Um, cause I want to hop into cliff. What made you land on, um, 
Shoot, I was just looking at it. Uh, Luke. Luke. Luke 12, 35. Thank you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What made you land on on that specific um, I, I think be- because when I was thinking about this, I thought, what's the attitude with which we should do this? And if we're not yeah. doing it focused on Jesus, then we're doing it for the wrong reasons. I think, yeah. honestly, one of the things that really concerns me about this series, and, and, I, and I think maybe we'll have a chance to talk about it again. In fact, I'm going to hopefully talk about it next weekend now that I just said it, um, <laughs> is that this is not a works deal. This, no. is, this is not, it, and, this, and as we're going through this series, oh, you need to live invitationally, you need to engage consistently, you need to grow spiritually, you need to give, you need to give generously, you need to serve sacrificially. It can become a list of, oh, these are the things I need to do in order mm-hmm. to be an okay Christian or to be a good Christian or whatever. No, that's not it. Yeah. And if you are doing it out of that rationale, you, you miss the relational part of that that Jesus is calling us to. And that's why my theme for Sunday was living invitationally keeps the focus on Jesus. And it needs to be on Jesus. And that's why in that particular scripture is he could come back at any moment. So we got to be thinking that way all the time. We need to be prepared all the time. And if we're prepared all the time, then we'll be living invitationally for the right reasons. Yeah. And that's that's so important fundamentally, or we become a church of of uh, what Pharisees. we're doing. Yes, yeah. of Pharisees that are all just trying to fulfill mm-hmm. certain things so that they can look good, instead of just be who they are, yeah. and let Jesus shine through. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because at small group last night we were talking about um, it's a Bridgetown series about naming your stage of apprenticeship, right? And someone had said that it was really difficult when they first heard about it because they thought this is going to be a series, which is funny because you just said it, but they said this series for our small group is going to be all the stuff that I'm not doing well and all the things I need to do better. And they were originally looking at it from a deficit of like, I need to work on all these things instead of looking at it as an abundance of, you have the grace of God on your side. You can do all these things. And not only is it don't do these things because they're bad, but it's life is so much better with Jesus when you are doing all five steps of legs, right? Right. And so I would say if we could keep the focus that it's not, it's about who we are becoming, not about what we are doing. Yeah. And if we keep the focus on who we are becoming in Christ and we're just inviting people into that process of walking with mm-hmm. Jesus through life, then we naturally carry out those steps. If it's about what we are doing, we're going completely in the in I think the wrong direction. So, hundred percent. Um, I just I was looking at your notes from um from Sunday, Cliff, and you had this part of your sermon where you said to live in, to live invitationally keeps a focus on Jesus and it. And you had this list of things, right? Um, at what point in your in in the sermon process or sermonating process did you decide I'm going to go with these? Let's what is this? Uh, seven points of where did that kind of get outlined for you? It actually came from looking at the scripture, Makes which sense. is a novel idea. I decided yeah. to do on sun, for Sunday. You should write a book. <laughs> it already was written. Novel idea. That saying. was that was good, Brian. Novel idea. You should write yeah. a book. Yes. So, but as you, as I looked at those, I thought, if you do this, that Jesus is telling these servants to do, then here are the things it would, it will do for you. 
In other words, it'll change mm-hmm. your perspective, or, or yeah. you know, uh, revise change your perspective. Your actions. Change your actions. It'll it'll uh, it your determine attitude. your priorities. Priorities. <laughs> it yeah, all of those things. I screenshotted your oh your you slide. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so all of the, because so it, you know, and that wasn't a, a list to try to make people think I've got to memorize this list. Yeah. It was more evidence of the fact that when we are living that way, it changes everything. Yeah. And, uh, and if we're already living that way, then of course it doesn't change it because you're, you're ready. You're living ready. And that means you're also living invitationally. Yeah. I will, uh, I'll have some, some transparency and honesty here. I listened to your sermon and the only two parts that I didn't, it didn't click with me right away. And I'd love for you to go deeper into it is keeping you alert and preparing you for the unexpected. I didn't, I wasn't able to connect the dots between, living invitationally in those last two points. And I don't oh. know if you would like to go into that or give some more meaning for sure. me at least. Well, keeping you alert to me is is you are aware of what's going on mm-hmm. and you are aware of what... So if we are, if we're living with an attitude of Jesus could come tomorrow, yeah, it impacts how you live today. Mm. You know, it does. And, and, and uh, so I think from that standpoint, that then affect it affects how I'm going to live. And if I'm inviting people into my life, it's going to affect what they see in how I'm living. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's why that was one of them. And the other yeah. one was what? The unexpected? Yeah. Prepare for the, you will, you will, or sorry, <laughs> keeping the focus on Jesus will prepare you for the unexpected. Yeah. Was the last yeah, one. it will. Because, so here's what's going to happen. Unexpected stuff in our lives. Mm-hmm. Are, is going to happen. It's not a question. It's a certainty. Oh, because we're inviting people, other variables into our lives, it will... And even if and even if we are not, as individuals, it's still going to happen. It's, mm-hmm. an, it's right? That's life. Life is going to bring you unexpected things. But no. I know. I know it. I, I was going to try to plans. No. I disagree. I was doing everything I could to keep it a secret, but yeah. now it's out. And and you know what? If you are I keeping your focus that. on Jesus, you'll be right. prepared for those unexpected things. He, he will help you deal with them in a way that uh, that you will not otherwise do. And now if you're living invitationally, people yeah. are going to go, oh, my goodness. Look how they dealt with that unexpected mm-hmm. thing. No. No, no more. <laughs> no more unexpectedness. I should probably reframe it, though. Like, yeah. unexpected things can be positive, too. True. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, you know, like you made a new friend in the process. Yeah. Or of whatever it right. is. Or you got to see God show up strong for you in places mm-hmm. that you felt weak. Um, so, like, it could be a it's a positive. But sometimes I think the unexpected threatens me too. It's, oh, yeah. it's going to steal my peace. It's going to steal my time, you know, my money, yeah. you know, whatever it's yeah. going to steal from me, not give to me. But mm. in Christ, I can trust that he's going to be, um, providing mm. for that unexpected yeah. yes. thing. Bam. You got it. <laughs> and I also, I love that you picked the, um, Luke, passage Luke, Luke. 12. <laughs> yeah. Luke 12 I love that you picked that passage because it felt like living invitationally isn't just about humans it's mm. like I live invitationally I want to welcome the Holy Spirit into my days mm. and my home and my work life and my projects and mm-hmm. I I want to invite Jesus to come at any moment too you mm, know yes. like as yes. he promises he will 
like living invitationally is expectancy too, right? Of his work in my life. So I like that you picked that passage, even though for me, it felt like a surprise. It was unexpected. I'll say. (laughs) Yeah. I was it a good unexpected or was it a bad? It was a good one. I grew, I grew in my faith as a result, but it's not just people like, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I'm going to invite people along and expect or like keep my, self ready for the mm-hmm. unexpected. Yeah. It's like I'm welcoming Jesus. I'm inviting the Holy yeah. Spirit. So yeah. two. That's good. Yeah. 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 I don't know what to do with this, but it was really funny because as we were I was looking at Luke twelve, I, for some reason I been staring at Luke fourteen, not realizing I was on the wrong page. I've <laughs> <laughs> been actually looking at the parable of the wedding feast. Oh. Which is which parallels that. Which which is so cool because it says when you are invited. Like mm. um which would be like a uh live invitationally part two sermon of like, we, you know, we're talking about inviting people while this is like, now what do you do when you've been invited? Right. Mm. And so I was, I, and actually that'd be part three since you did part one and I kind of did Be polite. (laughs) Like the first was when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you will both come and say to you, give your place to this person. But like even, just that there's like wow like even when you have been invited there's now ways to to represent Jesus and how Jesus mm-hmm. would be represented or you know his thing of when the son of man goes to a wedding you know yeah, I thought that was cool. That I've been staring at the wrong one the whole time. Like, wow, this is why he chose it because it says invited. This is this <laughs> is like, uh, this is not the right one. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. one of the reasons yeah. why we keep you around. Or not. Brian. Yeah, you, you bring in the fun Bible bits. Or not. Yeah. Fun, fun Bible, Bible bits. bits. Fun Bible bits. Sounds like a dog food. <laughs> what was Amanda's other question? Are we allowed to get there yet? Or oh, oh wait, the, yeah, it's not time yet. Well, we're getting close to half hour mark, so we sh- we can bring it up. Maybe what? it'll cause a lot of uh, stir. I think it's a stir question. Ooh, I think it'll be a... Expectations. <laughs> Sorry, I need to switch from Cliff's notes ah, ah. <laughs> to Amanda's email. Um, the second question is, why is this a family value? That was Amanda's second question. Why yeah. is it a family value? Yeah. Oh. Well, I if I had to do a quick answer, it's because... That's Elevator how your pitch, fam- go. That's how your family can grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think about the people in my life who I grew up calling cousins and grew up calling aunt and uncle who have no blood relation at all hmm. to me. But if it were if it weren't for an invitation or relationship, they wouldn't be family. And they I look mm. at them as family. Like I remember the day I grew up and I'm like, You're not my real cousin? <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is weird. What? Right. Mm-hmm. My yeah. whole life has been a lie. Yeah. But yeah. it all like I think yeah. why it's a family value is if you want your family to grow. Yeah. Then, then that's the way to do it. And, that's the way to do it. What about and I don't you, think Allison? you're saying this, Brian, but not not from our perspective of we want to see more people in seats so we can have a bigger church. But yeah, the no. the mutual relationship, right? Of it's a two way street. Of the church becomes better from you you being here, and you become better by being a part mm-hmm. of the church as well. Well, and I think there's something about us. I was just talking to my husband about this the other day. When you love something, you leak it, and it. You like you see a great movie, and all of a sudden you want everybody else to see the movie, or you mm-hmm. want them to watch the show yeah. and discover the same like excitement yeah. that you found in it. Or you try a restaurant or a great pizza, like you can't just help but like 
spill yeah. over and talk mm-hmm. about it. It That's would good. feel weird that your faith didn't do that as well, mm-hmm. right? Like if you have found the source of joy and love and peace and forgiveness yeah. and community, I just don't know why that would be a secret. It would seem weird or, yeah. or like shady if you mm-hmm. didn't want to yeah. bring others along. Like yeah. we get excited about pizza and yet like <laughs> it should be way more than that. Like the things that we find in our faith or mm-hmm. our faith yeah. family. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll take it back uh, Hayden to uh, our discussions as to why we pick this. Yeah. If you recall, we were talking about, the, uh, the primary things that Jesus wants us to be about. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, what does he say? Love God and love people mm-hmm. and make disciples. Yeah. So when you talk about those three things, living invitationally is the first step toward all three of those things. Yeah. And without that, you're not, you're not carrying out what he's called us to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I even think about when we were talking about you choosing the scripture that you chose, I think about all of the examples in the gospels of Jesus actually living invitationally and saying, Hey, come follow me. You have all those examples. And, you know, Jesus could have been a phenomenal guest speaker at churches, but instead he decided to recruit, you know, 12 guys to be a part of this ministry and he lived invitationally. So I think, you know, if you want to go back to the bracelet of what would Jesus do? That's exactly what he did live invitationally. Right. And you think of all those 5,000 on the hillside, you know, all those people who are bringing their friends, their family, like you got to come and see this Jesus guy. Mm -hmm. Like you got to listen to him, watch him heal people, watch him move in, in people's life. Like 5,000 people would gather or 4,000, um, you know, at a time it was because it it was Jesus. Like I, it just seems like healthy things grow. And if your faith and your church and your faith family is healthy, it just, it grows. It's like part of what it does. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, if I can give you a funny advice, funny advice. If you invite somebody to Arbor and Cliff's not speaking, don't be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Brian's speaking. Uh, But next week I think it will be Cliff. (laughs) You know, like if Brian's speaking, pump him up too. Do you, do you have some wounds that you want no, to talk no, through here? I mean, how many times see. working at church do you hear that? Like, oh, I know. Oh, I invited, but yeah. yeah, there's no but. That's, right, that's great. He's part of our family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. worship pastor is just playing by himself up there with the guitar. Usually, there's a full band. It sounds better. <laughs> Sorry, I know you like drums. <laughs> I think that is one good thing about Arbor is that we are a varied, eclectic (laughs) sort of bunch and that it it isn't predictable one week to the next. What it's not like, you know, we're used to variety. I believe we've all done that at some point in our life. No, I have never done that. So invite someone to church like, oh no, it's not the lead pastor. I'm so sorry, man. I I just, I cannot believe that you would assume Allison would have done something like that. (laughs) I have never, not once, (laughs) not (laughs) once, never have I ever. No, I totally have done that. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Cliff, was there anything that you left on the cutting room floor that you wish you had time for that you could have talked about? Um, I, n- nothing specific. I just I think one of the neat things about this topic is that you can come at it from so many different. There's so many examples of that in Scripture, you know, and of people doing that. That you could take almost any one of those. You could look at a lot of different teachings of Jesus and. Um, uh, and I think that's what's so incredible about it is, man, if you're wondering how to do this, open up mm. the word. 
you know, or, or do what we've been talking about, look around your life and say, who's a great example of that to me? Mm. Or even praying like, Lord, give me the opportunity. Like I put myself as a willing, living, invitationally participant this week. Yeah. Put someone in my path that you would like me to live invitationally with and let me practice, Yeah, you know, yeah. and being open to, to a step in that direction. Right. And then we always say, be careful what you pray for, right? Because he'll answer that prayer. And it won't be just one a week. It'll be like one it, a day. It, it, and you're it, like, not that guy. Not right, that guy. Right, not right. that guy. Yes. He, God's so gracious with that, isn't he? He's so gracious with, but but those are the kind of prayers he does love to answer. So yeah. you may find yourself yeah. surprised, you know, I, uh, how often my wife and I have talked about, man, I prayed for that. And look what happened. Not in the way I expected mm. it to, but boy, did he answer it. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, also, when it comes to the chance. church, invite yourself too. Hmm. Live, live invitationally. Invite yourself when it comes to the church, not other people's house. <laughs> but like, there's there's a team that you're like, man, I really want. I, I wish they'd uh, ask me. Invite yourself to mm. to things for this church, mm. so you can be part of this family and join in what the family's doing. Mm. So don't be afraid to invite yourself. Oh, I like that, Brian. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. No, I like that. That was good. Yeah. Make yourself at home. Right? That'd be a good Lex. tagline. Yeah. That would be a great tagline. <laughs> Family <laughs> values. Make yourself at home. I always like, I made uh, up a little summer tagline. It was su casa es su casa. So it used to be my house is your, your house, house, mi casa yeah. es su casa. Yeah. But I've been using like su casa, your house is your house. Your house. This is your home, your church home. So. My house. I don't think we're supposed to say church home. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> pause more in between those two words. This is your church. We have two H's. Home. Yeah. Right. We have two H's. As opposed to the church across the yeah. across town named that. Yes. The church that you might have heard of. With the Invite yourself that you there. might have heard of. Yeah. They ain't got legs. They ain't got That's... legs, man. <laughs> All right. Today's leg day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, this, yeah. is gonna, this is gonna be a fun five weeks <laughs> yeah and i'm delighted hayden that you know i think i've heard you say before when it gets past 30 minutes now the people who only had a half hour for lunch are now gone so it's a good thing they are yeah exactly <laughs> they're, they're back say. to work nobody heard that they've all tuned <laughs> out right. by yeah, now like, all right i'm out <laughs> well thank you guys so much for listening or watching and we will see you guys next week